1: Yo, son! One F is life. It's not the one you should be underestimating. It is. Godzilla, King Kong, Lotness. We rap nerd now here, right? Like, I can
0: tell you were a nerd. It's pride. And Good that's God. raw. Carhartt hard Girl. Speaking of sneaky
1: big tits, are you out there fucking? I'm doing that. Years ago, I bought a millionaire different. This is years ago, bro. Years ago. Years ago. Years ago.
0: Cipher Sounds. Peter Rosenberg. Juan Epp is Life. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. And welcome to the Juan Epp is Life podcast. Cypher Sounds. Uh, how are you today? I'm great, Peter Rosenberg. How are you today? I'm good. peeling. I am disgustingly discolored. This has not happened to me very often. Mm hmm. Was that, I, like a sunburn type of thing? A sunburn type of thing. Remember the other day when we talked and I said that we went to the pool and I did the impression of the British lady saying,
2: Did you say something about
0: Sephardics? That day, you I would think really it's bad. her that would have been sunburned and peeling because she was a very white British woman.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know what happened to her, but I know to me, I have a terrible discoloration on my head. And I, I have to admit this, and I'm sorry to say it, it's embarrassing, but I tell everyone the truth. I can't stop, like, picking at my head. I keep taking my skin off.
1: Maybe there's a way to make you stop, at least for this show, while I have to look at you. So, like, maybe I wear oven mitts. Do you have one of those cones for Bear, where he, so he doesn't pick at his scabs or whatever those cones are for? Why don't you put one of those around your do- head?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do. I actually do have one of those. Um... Hey, Siph. did you see the sad news yesterday? Oh, Steve Smith? Let me me give everyone a little background. Steve Smith is the legendary OG PD at Hot 97, and I never worked with him. I don't think I ever met Steve Smith.
1: My career at Hot 97 started, he was already gone. He was a consultant when I started, but he was already gone from the everyday program director. At what period was he? Oh, he's the beginning. He's the one. He flipped the switch. He flipped the switch. He turned Hot 97 from a dance station to 24 hours hip hop radio, which was unheard of. If you look at Funkmaster Flex's post, Funk Flex on Instagram. Yeah. He said, oh, hey, man, he was talking trash last oh. night, bro. Yo, By the way, well,
0: Flex is such an interesting individual.
1: Yeah. Why did he,
0: did, did it have to be within five minutes of the announcement of his death that he went into a full-on breakdown of the racial history of yeah. program directors.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. But I mean... Very aggressive. He's Basically, the story is there was this station called Hot 97 in New York. For years, it played this, like, dance music. You're talking then, years ago, though. Oh, this was years ago. Okay. Years ago. And uh Steve Smith was a program director. He went out looking for talent for the station, and Flex was DJing. I think the club he was at that got him the job was Home Base. You ever heard of Home Base? Yes. Black Moon, Alcoholics, Beat Nuts, stuff like that was starting to play there. But then also, like, all the commercial shit. But also, back then, there was no... Like, Biggie was around after Home Base, so it was, like, right in that era where shit was starting to change. Anyway. Okay. Uh, he sees fuck and Flex, he offers him a job. I think he was doing maybe Fridays and Saturdays. And the story is, Flex said that Steve Smith was, like, he would go outside and stand in, like, in the hood and watch cars go by and what were they playing. After a while, Flex was there for a while and Steve Smith would ask people, hey, do you guys know about Hot 97? Are you listening to Hot 97? And they were like, yo, Funkmaster Flex, though, Friday Night Street Jam, or whatever the show was called. And that's how he put Flex on every single night from people in the street just bigging up Flex. Angie was Flex's board op. She got put on. Just playing hip hop. It, nowadays, it's very normal. You have to understand. There was a time in radio history where hip hop didn't play 24 hours a day. It was only on mix show weekends. You know, Red Alert, Chuck Chill Out, Volleyball on Friday and Saturday nights. And flipping the station to play hip hop all day long was a big, big deal. Classic flex break to play.
0: This is on the Hardy Rockers bootleg. I want to hear a good flex Friday Night Street Jam drop.
1: Oh, that's it. That's, um,
0: it's a uh, mixed club. This is uh, April 16th,
2: 1993.
0: What'd you say? You play fast boil a <laughs> I don't want to miss it. Hold on, here we go. Thirty seconds. This is the instrumental that I would picture when I think about Friday night street channel. on the instrumental.
1: Double on the instrumental. Yeah, you gotta be That that is crazy. <laughs> wow, that's a very interesting observation. It's, sky. it's the boy. It's
2: the bank. No, it's the
1: Superman rat Ratman coming to your live with folk master flex on hot 97 Friday night street jump boy. The now get ready
0: for me to start this, I'm this over a hundred
1: times. Be so, the so far, nothing.
0: Why It might
1: have been late in the show.
2: I mean,
1: yeah, he's playing mad
0: fast, too. Uh-huh. To like <laughs>
2: to
0: Yo, know, I wonder I wonder if Flex has any idea. I wonder if he, do you think Flex has all of his drops organized somewhere?
1: Um, I, I I would use the term organized loosely, but he has them all, yes.
0: It's like a box of carts, maybe. It might just be a box of carts, but
1: but he has them? Yes.
0: And then he has, also has
1: them digitally somewhere. Do
0: you realize how crazy carts are as a method of playing drops?
1: I found a box of carts that I took from, remember when they cleaned out Kiss FM, yeah, yeah, When they got rid of Kiss of and then brought in BLS and it was all, I stole all not stole, but I was given all this equipment and all these boxes of carts. What do they say? What are they? Some of them were just songs like Michael Jackson, Rock With You, and The Whispers, Rock Steady. I threw out a lot because I didn't, I just was trying to purge, but I kept anything that was like, like radio promos or special edition, extended version, shit like that. But if it was just a regular song, I got rid of it pre-cds talk they were me. playing everything on cart when i started at hot 97 they had
0: to have already have cds by them because i i have some cds from that era in the cd trays i have the cd trays from that era i sold i i
1: got yes a, yes I, you know, but that the was, carts
0: but the carts <laughs> were still in the room i was given a few of those uh, cd trays by uh, yeah by uh, he gave me he gave me some who's uh you know i can't we can't talk about it anymore. Oh. We can't talk about him here? No, we can. We can. I guess this happened prior to the podcast, the downfall of Patty Duke. Oh, okay,
2: yeah. Patty Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: No, you discussed it on here. We did? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay. What are you talking about? The, it was? Okay, we discussed it. The recent destruction of Patty Duke. Yeah, we discussed it on Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, so Recipe Steve Smith... Um. I didn't know him well. Everything I knew about him was how Flex spoke so highly of him. And then Tracy Clarity worked under him and she became, she's the one that hired me. But she came from the Steve Smith school or whatever. But yeah, man, he took a lot of chances. Like, you got to remember, like there was no hip hop during the day. All of a sudden, one day in 1992 or three or something like that, Biz was what's Biz so, dun, 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 dun. what's that again? Nobody beats the biz. Nobody beats the biz is just on at 12 noon. And then Salt and Pepper Shoop. And then Black Moon, who got the props. As hip hop fans, we were like, what is happening right now? Every song is hip hop. Mind you, a lot of it was the most commercial songs of the time, but still, a lot of it was old school shit. Children's Story, Eric Beaver President would just come on the radio at noon, at one o'clock, two o'clock. That was unheard of.
0: I remember the feeling of first hearing Hot 97 and thinking, I can't believe this is on all the time. Because prior to that, when I was coming to New York to listen to hip-hop, I was only listening at night. And then i turn on Kiss during the day and be like, oh, this is fine. But it's not, it's not what nighttime is.
1: Yeah, and in the way Flex's, I mean Flex's Instagram yesterday was just bashing. He said, so, yeah, like, let me, let me. Crocker
0: was the best. Let's read this. He starts it off with parentheses. Rare. You don't see that every day. You don't see a statement starting with a parentheses every day. <laughs> but this is Flex. He does what he's going to do. Okay. It says, parentheses, radio laundry. <laughs> RIP to the second most important man in black radio next to Frankie Crocker, Steve Smith. Mm. Parentheses, love you dearly. Steve Smith, along with Judy Ellis, Joel Salkowitz, Bugsy and Tracy Clority single-handedly put together the 24-hour hip-hop format with Hot 97.
1: You can't say single-handedly <laughs> of this five names. <laughs> it's all right, though. I get it. it it's was 10
0: hands. It's on Steve, Judy, <laughs> Joel. <laughs> 10 hands. Steve Smith put me on every day. He put on red alert 5 p.m. Every day. Ed Lover, Dr. Dre in the mornings. Yeah. This Jones. Moni Love. Angie Martinez, Big Dennis, Marley Marl, Mr. Magic, Pete Rock, and so many others. Here's where Flex spices it up. My own people of color. Oh, here we go. Not only never gave a lot of us a shot, but would fire us any chance they got. Steve Hegwood dissed me and Steve Smith several times to our face. (laughs) Hegwood, Hegwood hated hop hop. I assume he means hip hop. Urban stations called Hot ninety seven a plantation station, Ooh. and Steve Smith a slave owner. Parentheses. I never forgot. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, know, that's crazy. You know what? When I, that's but that's fun. Just to put this out here, that's not unique. When I was in D.C., there were two stations. There was Kiss, which was owned by Radio One, black, black. and then there was PGC, owned by CBS, white. And Jay Stevens was the white PD at pgc and people always would refer to me they'd always say to me oh you got to go i'll be at the plantation station wow by the way that's crazy that that terminology would be that widespread yeah right like wow oh, that's crazy it's fine. it's fine it's fine i'm sure they don't mean anything but um mike love couldn't wait to fire me in 1990 at wbls jay dixon stripped mr Ooh, c man. of his mix show title for oh. no reason And began making C uncomfortable here. Quote Urban. He wrote, quote, Urban, PDs, DJs, consultants, taking money for Afrobeat shows. Parentheses, don't play with me moving forward. I'm fed up. Tony Gray, Harry Mayo, and all their goofy underlings love to take over urban adult stations in NY, fire and demote New York talent, for out-of-state talent.
1: That's a jab towards the news station, the block. Is that them? Saturday Mail works over there. Mmm. Mmm. Pop, pop, pop. What's that? What was that noise? Oh, that's called Shots Fired. Flex goes on. My own, quote, people of color,
0: have always been the ones to hold us slash me back. P.O., the only PD to give me a management position in my life, while other PDs, quote, my people of color, always tried to reduce me. Isn't P.O. a person of color? P.O. is a person of color. If if we're using that weird terminology, which I know some people use. Is that the term nowadays? People of color. Yes, P.O. is definitely a Cuban-American. Okay. When Flex is saying, quote, my people of color, he may just mean black. You got it. He says, he says, "He says, Steve Smith, rest easy. We love you and adore you. You gave us life, while our idols put a knife in our back." Bam. Then he wrote, <laughs> "Top ten world's greatest PDs ever in order." Okay. Frankie Crocker,
1: Steve Smith, Cadillac Jack. Love Cadillac Jack. Why do you guys know Cadillac Jack? I don't know. Uh, he was a PD in Boston. Yeah, I know that. Flex loved him for some reason. I met him through Flex. He was super cool. I don't know why Flex loves him so much. I, he, he, I don't know why. Didn't he, And didn't he take over Power? Because he came from the same company. Because that's where G-Spin comes from. Correct. G-Spin was under Cadillac Jack. He was on the air. That's how I know him. And I think Cadillac was something with Power, and then that's where G-Spin came in.
0: G Spin over the last five years. I, I don't know. Maybe good friend is strong, but he's definitely become a friend. Nice. Like we're in regular contact. It's so funny. There was a time when that would have been so nuts. And now yeah. G Spin's been gone from power for a long time. But by the way, I'm, I'm sure it's like You've talked to him at some point. He was a big fan of ours. G Spin was my
1: guy. G Spin used to bring me to Boston all the time. I would DJ his birthday parties. I don't know if you know that. I, I used to DJ for Little Kim. You used to DJ for Little Kim, the rapper? That's right. But um, I always tell the story of how before Angie and Envy left to go to power, G-Spin tried to get me first. I was G-Spin's first attempted acquisition. To do mornings? No, I don't think so. It wasn't mornings. I think, I think he wanted, well, that's little C's. Yeah. I think he wanted me to do afternoons to go against Angie. Oh, I was having this anxiety of leaving and telling Angie and Flex I'm leaving Hot 97 and the embarrassment I would feel to go to the competition. My loyalty was was tested. Because fuck, Flex put me on at Hot ninety seven, and I would never fuck you, G Spit. I would never leave Hot ninety seven. These are my people for life. They'll never, and, they will and,
0: never send me off in disgrace.
1: And then Angie was like, "Hey, yo, I'm out. I'm getting triple my salary. Peace, y'all." <laughs> Angie, I thought we were supposed to say loyal to Hot ninety seven. Eat this sawdust, bitch.
0: Yo, that is. So crazy.
1: But yeah, but G-Spin, he tried to get me early, man. Shout out to G-Spin.
0: We rarely spend time thinking about how crazy that moment was when Angie left.
1: I don't. I think about it every day. <laughs> Bro, when she left to the competition, she had the biggest going-away party on air. Rappers showing up, crying. Saying goodbye. We love you. How, how, what's going to happen? We love you so much. And she's going to the competition. This is unheard of in radio. Unheard of. It, it, in radio, it's like they shut you, just you're just not there one day. You're just not there. And they may never even mention
0: it. If God forbid they decide they're done, they're, they've had enough Rosenberg. I've been there 15 years now. Yeah. And they decided it's, it's done. We got into a contract issue, it's a wrap. The next day, they would just scratch off the Rosenberg part, which is easy because it's my name's not really on the show. <laughs> and they scratched my name off,
1: yeah, and that would be it. You're done. I was so upset when I got fucking, when I left. You wanted your party. I wanted something. If you had announced you were
0: leaving, I wonder if it would have been different. I mean, yeah, we know what happened. Yeah. You went for the like, hey, I'm going to still be a team guy. I'm going to see yeah. if I can make this work. Yeah, I had it a weird, I had a weird out. You didn't like jump out the window. No. It was like you tripped and stumbled. It was like one <laughs> of those falls for like, you know, when someone's tripping for like 20 seconds. And you know, Joe couldn't... Biden,
1: when Joe Biden fell up the <laughs> stairs going to his plane. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> it wasn't Joe Biden on the bike a few weeks ago just toppling over. It was the stumble up. It was more like that. So you didn't get that thing. But but it is funny because I remember where I was when I heard that it was happening at my old Andrew- apartment. Yeah, I was at yeah. my, I was at the gym, at my apartment on 96th Street. Yeah, and they were like, "Yo, Angie's leaving." Someone was like, "Turn on the radio." Dom, yeah.
1: I think, I think Dom hit me. It was like Laura Yo. hit me. Like, Yo, I was at Andy. Radio City Music Hall getting ready for the Chappelle first run at Radio City. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm sitting. Wait, in a you dress- work with you work with Dave Chappelle? Oh, from years ago. Okay, years <laughs> I didn't, ago. Didn't know that. Um, and I was sitting in this dressing room by myself, because we just did sound check, and I would just just chill until the show, and Laura called me. She's like, Angie's leaving. She just quit on air. She's going to Power 105, and I was scrambling to find a radio at Radio City. <laughs> yeah. Sweet irony. I was like, I need a radio! And if I'm only I was up. at a
0: place that in title sounded like it would be filled with radios. <laughs> <laughs> Even like... Like, Radio Shack should have, like, 10 radios. Radio City should have, like, 10,000.
1: <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, so that's all Flex said? Because he just started bashing people. I wonder if Steve Smith's looking down on him in heaven like, thanks, Flex.
0: <laughs> thanks, man. I appreciate that in putting me over, you buried everybody else. <laughs> He's, uh, he said, oh, oh, I didn't finish the, the top 10 this is oh, yeah. great. The top yeah. 10 greatest PDs. Yeah. We stopped at Cadillac Jack. Frankie Crocker. Yeah. Steve Smith. Cadillac Jack. P.O. Farrow. Bugsy. Tracy. Vinny Brown. Ebro. Dan Hunt. Dion Livingston is last. Is Dion the guy I had beef with? Yeah, I don't know how Dion made this cut. He yeah, added. What de- the fuck? but dion when we knew him though was gm not pgm PD. yeah
1: he so came maybe from he was else. yeah i don't know dan hunt or vinnie brown i know vinnie brown uh i've always heard flex mention the name i don't know what he was the pd of he might have been pd of hot before now here's my question
0: is it a compliment or a diss that ebro is third to last in this group <laughs> it's all political
1: <laughs> so what's the flex? It's so everything here's thought. Everything, everything is thought through. Everything is political, because PO is like he doesn't even count on that list. Neither does, technically, neither does he, bro.
0: because right. in terms of the eras they existed in.
1: Yeah, that that was like the old era and the the end of an era, actually. Right. And then like he's being political with PO, which is great. This is why Flex is the man, bro. I've been having a lot of flex talk lately. Yeah, you've been been getting in your flex bag? I had to school this girl. She's a friend of mine. She does events. And she was doing this event in Jersey City. And she was working with the mayor's office, and they were pissing her off, or something was going on, some political shit. And she got frustrated and was like, ah, whatever, I'm, I'm about to be done with this. And I was like, no, 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 no. Let me, hold, sit down. Shh, shh, sit down. Let me give you a flex talk. And I would explain to her how Flex would move in these type of situations. And Flex used to be on the phone any time I was with him. Every day he was on the phone with Tracy Clority, the PD of Hot 97. Every day talking about new records, people coming to town, concerts, shows, songs, movements, ratings. It was fucking nuts. And he did this every day. And then Tracy was the, the number one call he would make every single day because that was the bread and butter. Hot 97 was the bread and butter. I would hear him do these things. I would hear him give credit to people and thank them. But I knew he's the one that should have been thanked. Flex was the one that did something that deserved thanks. But he would always thank someone. Hey, thank you for letting me rock. Thank you for letting me get on. Thank you for letting me do this thing. And I watched him like, I don't want it's not manipulate. It's um, influence.
0: Influence, okay.
1: Influence people, conversations, situations. And he was the best to this day. I use flex tactics to this day and didn't even realize it until I had to explain to this girl what I would do and how I know how to do this was learning from flex. Mm. And it's like every which way you can get that upper hand. Get that opportunity. Thank your boss for something he didn't even do. That's the Mwah. yeah. And she was like, How? And I was like, Thank them for letting you be a part of it. Offer your help. Offer your help in departments that aren't yours. Get in there.
0: Yeah, you're, you're inspiring me to. Uh, there's an email I have to send that I haven't sent. You're making me You gotta me send think that email. Sometimes you get scared that you're overstepping.
1: That Yeah, we're in
0: our own heads. Right. in our when, own heads when really when really you think about it like this if you were a boss would you ever really be annoyed or consider it overstepping if someone sent a really nice email in which they volunteered to do more never. would you ever see that and be like oh fuck you you try hard no you, never you would do that you'd go no. you might not get back to it you might there's a chance you forget there's a chance you just say hey thanks i'll keep that in mind yeah and there's a chance you go
1: oh you know what I got something for you right now. For flex flex was long game. Obviously, as I say this in 2022, Flex is long game, bro. Right?
0: I mean, He's still King, there. King of long game.
1: So the email you send today probably won't matter until six months later or a year later, somebody somewhere is having a conversation and they're like, no, but we need someone that will work. Oh, wait a minute what's his name? Send me an email. Hold on. Let me look for it. They search your name. The email comes up and it's like, Oh, he, yeah, he knows how to do this. Bro,
0: listen, by the way, I'm not going to share the exact details. Cause it's too, yeah. it's too now. Cause it's not Patreon. And this is not Patreon. My return to WWE. I can't swear to this because I don't know, but I know I sent a random email to someone being like, Hey, what's up? Didn't even ask for anything. Just to like, hey, what's up? And that, within an hour, yeah, I got a phone call from someone going, yo, I think they might be bringing you back at WWE. Yeah. And I was like, oh, really?
1: It's a constant game with yourself and with people around you to stay top of mind or be in that position to help or offer your services. So who knows how the universe will work out, but maybe at that moment, There was a meeting about needing someone to do whatever, and you just happened to email. That one worked out in a weird way because it was like an hour from when you sent the email. That happens all the time. I'm cool with Tony Robbins. I got Tony Robbins on the jack, bro. You have Tony Robbins on the jack? Tony Robbins on the jack. But, like, I met Tony Robbins. I listened to stuff he said and who he likes, and somehow... Chappelle came up, and I was like, got him, got him right there. Oh,
0: what what I, do you mean? Chappelle came up in, in, a, in a conversation? In his,
1: in his conversation with someone else, I think. Oh, got it, got it. Oh, maybe Chappelle had dropped a special. And you know Dave Chappelle. I know Dave Chappelle from years ago. And I go, okay, I got it in with Robbins. So at the end of the event, the VIP group that I was a part of, you get to meet Tony Robbins. The
0: VIP was a hookup, or you paid, like, I'm going to pay for the VIP. No, I got a hookup.
1: Let me tell you this, and then I'll tell you what the hookup was. So at the end of, at the end of the event, you get to meet Tony Robbins, but it's like meeting a politician, you get the handshake,
0: handshake, two
1: words, two, two exchanges, picture, move on. So during the picture, I go, I heard you love Dave Chappelle. You know, I work with him. He stops. He looks at me in my eye. He goes, you work with Dave Chappelle. I go, yeah, all the time. I open up for him. I DJ for him. I do comedy. I was a DJ on the I, Chappelle I, show. I, I,
0: I clean his balls, wipe his I ass. Suck, I, I suck, suck on his goc, penis. Whatever, whatever uh, is needed, I, I
1: do. <laughs> so, yeah, so then I got my 10-second Tony Robbins interaction turned into a two-minute interaction. Okay. Because, mind you, there's more people online waiting to meet right, him. Right, me that right, they right. But he goes, to a, he goes to some other guy. This is the key. You got to meet that other guy. He goes, hey, so-and-so, give him my number. Give him my number. He's going to hit me about Chappelle. The guy gives me his number, personal number. You text right away. Hey, this is Syph. I just met you. Uh, we talked about Chappelle. I'm going to work on it. I'll hit you, you know, soon. Okay. That way, when you send the message six months later, unless they cleaned out their phone, you the same thing with email. Send that email right away. Hey, great to meet you. Thanks for the opportunity. Done. That way, when you send an email six months later, you reply to that one. Right. And they go, who the fuck is it? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh I remember this guy. it's all fucking psychological, man. Now,
0: now, now with this whole story, you just told us about Tony Robbins. Yeah. Did it ever lead to anything with you and Tony Robbins?
1: It would have, but pandemic hit.
0: I was working on, it. I was working my angle, baby. So speaking of motivational people, I just saw this clip yesterday. It was pretty funny. It was a, it was a real and it's, yeah. it's fake. This is, it's like a joke, but it says Gary V meeting a student. Yeah. This is pretty funny. It was like, my name is Reed. I'm a, I'm a content man. creator okay? and I live home with my parents. Yes, yeah, bro, fuck your parents. Why fuck my parents? Because, bro, like, they don't know fucking shit, okay? They don't have full context on your life, okay? So you just gotta fucking do what you wanna do, okay? I wanna make content, but my parents <laughs> wanna to go to college. Bro, like, college is fucking bullshit. Fuck school, okay? <laughs> fuck that motherfucker, okay? Dude, you have the shit you love, okay? What, what do you love, my man? My I man? love NFTs. Oh, bro, bro. You know I fucking love NFTs, okay? <laughs> Are you investing in D v-, v friends? I want
2: to get into it, but I can't at the moment. Bro, like you gotta fucking just start somewhere, okay? Comma, <laughs> make contact, okay?
1: That's a fucking game, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that that guy, okay, I've seen that guy before, but you know what? Him and another guy who do a Gary V impression, Gary V brought them out at one of his conferences in front of thousands of people. You make that you make that connect. So what I was gonna tell you was the guy who introduced me to Tony Robbins. This guy used to be one of the TMZ guys. You know Adam? Adam Glenn? Yeah. yeah Adam, what about he's he's he, he's a stand-up comic. Adam Glenn's he, a stand-up comic? Yeah. Okay. But he used to be the New York TMZ guy. And he'd have a camera at the fucking airport. He'd be like, "Hey, Kim Kardashian, what do you think about this? whatever?" Bye, 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 bye. Mind you, he wasn't always as pushy as some of the other TMZ guys. He was cool, but he used to come to my show. And he used to come to Hot 97. He knew when certain celebrities were around because celebrities call the paparazzi. It's not always random. It's all set up. So they would call TMZ, and he would call me, "Hey, uh, do you guys know so and so is coming by Hot 97 tomorrow?" Oh no, I didn't know that. How do yeah, you know? exactly. How did
0: how, he would find out before you?
1: Yeah, they go, "Oh no, they they always tell us. They call us." So anyway, so I was always nice to him. He was always cool. Blah blah blah. One thing leads to another. He ends up getting his job working for Tony Robbins. Flies me out VIP at the um, you know, the big Tony Robbins event where it's at the arena and everybody's going crazy before COVID. Bro, I met some of the greatest people. Basically, this all comes from the flex schmooze style. It feels weird at first. It is a little scary sometimes to send that email or that text, but a lot comes from it, man.
0: So that was the uh. Steve Smith of it all.
1: Yeah, this is too long.
0: Sorry. Do we do we do do we do too much? Yeah. Hot ninety seven history there.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what it is.
0: Um, I mean, listen. Yeah, you know, you you know, if you're a one up listener, every once in a while, you're gonna get a boring, overly detailed radio episode. I'll say, yeah. say boring. I'll say boring. Not boring.
1: Hey. Oh, mind you. Um, if you're not a member of Patreon, you should definitely sign up because we spoke to Capone on the last oh, yeah. episode. And we're getting to the bottom of the Jew N-word situation.
0: I, Do I, you view that as we gained any? Yeah. Made any progress? Absolutely. I tried to explain that to my parents the other day. They didn't quite understand it.
1: They didn't understand which part.
0: I, I don't think they necessarily understood what was so funny about it. <laughs> I don't think they understood me being called Jew N-word was so funny. And meanwhile, I thought it was pretty funny.
1: Hey, listen, August 1st, Cypher Sounds and Will Sylvans recording a comedy album live at the Village Underground, 8 p.m., 10 p.m. 8 p.m. is probably sold out. Get those 10 p.m. tickets. It's a Monday, August 1st, Village Underground. It's part of the Comedy Cellar. I'm recording and we're recording a live stand-up comedy album. So if you want to support your boy, come on down. Get those tickets, ComedyCellar.com. Thank you. Was that it? Yeah. It's going to be a zoo that night. I hope so. Okay, watch this. Ready? Yeah. It's not racist. Yes it is. If you as a black man write the N-word in a text message to me, and in my head I read that word, that's not racist. Yes it is. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What's that I don't from? know. I don't know where it's from. I've had it in my phone forever, and every once in a while I just play it for a laugh. And the other day, I played it on stage at the comedy cellar with Will, and it, the place <laughs> erupted, bro. <laughs> erupted it's so funny it's a white guy he has on a plaid shirt like a camo one of those camo hunting fishing hats I don't know where this is it's not racist yes it is if you as a black man write the n word in a text message to me and in my head I read that word that's not racist yes it
0: is is he talking to himself or to
1: someone else no he's talking to some people in a some kind of store or something (laughs) <laughs> a black person, obviously.
0: Uh, speaking of black people, I watched. What? I watched uh, the Chappelle special last night. Oh
1: yeah, what is it? It was his speech when it they, gonna, named, they, they, they named Ellington.
0: after the Duke Ellington. Uh, they were going to name the theater
1: after him. Yes, and he didn't accept it.
0: He he went with a different name, right? And gave us like a forty-minute speech. It's just
1: a speech show. It's, it's not a. It's not comedy. It's more
0: of a speech than others but it fits in with, like, the current Chappelle yeah. special concept. Like, a lot of them aren't comedy specials. Yeah, uh, they are. I mean, a they are, but they're not typical comedy specials. They're like... The Chappelle? Yeah, he has the one that's on Netflix that was just straight up,
1: like, the, 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 the 9 minutes, 20... What's it, 9 minutes, 27 the George seconds? Floyd one? George Floyd one. That's on Netflix? I think so. It wasn't originally. He put it on Instagram. That's why he started an Instagram to put that out. Dave Chappelle, Netflix
0: specials. Doing some research here. Here we go. Here we go. Production company, Netflix. Distributed by YouTube.
1: It was Netflix is a joke on YouTube. Uh, So technically it's Netflix.
0: But yeah, I I consider a bunch of his recent ones to be, yes, they're stand-up specials, but it does sort of feel like this speech in that like.
1: No, but wait, hold on. Before we get to the speech, what are you talking about? Me? Everything he puts on Netflix is a comedy special. What are you referring to? Are you referring I, I, to when he does I, I'm re- these diet tribes to- of something going on? I'm ref- No, not necessarily. I'm referring to these comedy specials
0: to say that they don't feel exactly... They don't feel the same as fucking killing them softly.
1: No. Like it, in nothing. Of- that's not... That's That's not. It's, yeah, but it's still a comedy special.
0: It is still a comedy special.
1: But now, there just- are these things where he puts these like 5 or 8 minute clips up on YouTube or Instagram like when when he fought with with uh when he told the story of how Comedy Central basically stole his name and likeness and didn't pay him for the Chappelle show and there's also another one where he um uh what's the other one he put out the Chappelle show one and there's another one I forgot what it was fuck oh maybe he never put it out what's that did he put out something about the um the guy who attacked them in L.A. and then they weren't pressing charges?
0: No. That only got leaked. Oh, interesting. Are you just having a conversation in your own head right now?
1: No. Yeah, yeah.
0: So yesterday's uh, Chappelle special was interesting. Yeah. Or the one that I watched the, over the weekend. A speechal. I actually found it to be... Uh, I, I, I found it mostly good. Uh, the end is weird. He has a moment. He has a very Kanye few minutes at the end where he says the closer is a masterpiece that could not be matched by any of his contemporaries and he challenges his contemporaries to try to match the closer and they won't be able to you could i believe the quote was you could wait decades and nothing will touch the closer wow And then he goes on to say, I'm a generational talent. It's all very Kanye. It's like, it comes out of the blue. You're kind of like, and listen, as someone who Mm. randomly proclaims douchey things about myself, I sort of appreciate this, but it is, it's, it's interesting. It's like, I I, I mean, is the closer considered that? Is it considered an untouchable masterpiece? I don't know. It's really good. I mean, listen, maybe he's just trying to put the battery in the back of the people, his contemporaries.
1: Or maybe he's doing a flex move. Maybe right now he's in negotiations with Netflix. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I'm just saying maybe uh, it's like maybe it's a game. It's like, oh, you th- you 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 ain't gonna you ain't gonna you ain't gonna give me that more money that I need. Well, what if I say this or put this out or?
0: That's a very interesting thought. I didn't even think about that. Because
1: this is my flex training. Okay why is Netflix putting out an acceptance speech at a high school in D.C.? Why is that considered a Netflix special? Now, my flex brain goes, is it a contractual obligation? And he's, it's like, is it like when an album puts out, uh, when an artist puts out a greatest hit album, and goes, hey, that counts as my fifth album. I'm out right. of here.
0: It is odd. There's no fanfare about it. It just
1: like popped up. Well, but that, then on the other side, and my flex brain thinks Netflix is betting so much on Chappelle that everything on Netflix doesn't have to be this big, big announcement of everything. Like, we could kind of just put stuff out. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Well, but I couldn't help but think, was Netflix trying to play this low because they don't think Chappelle is in a great space right now?
1: No. That, I know that for sure. They 100% ride with Chappelle. They ride with that guy. The drama was... HBO Max and Netflix got the Chappelle show to stream. And Chappelle was like, first of all, hey, HBO, remember when I pitched you Chappelle show and you said you didn't need me, but now you want to stream the show you passed on? Hold up. Second of all, Netflix, you my people. Comedy Central and this show jerked me, and you're going to let it rock? Bro, when I tell you, and this is between us, don't say anything.
0: Okay, me us.
1: We were in Austin doing, it was during COVID, we were in Austin doing the Chappelle shows. And that guy, that's where I met the owner or CEO, whatever he is, of Netflix. Okay. He came down to have a conversation. Next thing you know, Comedy Central worked it out with Dave and Chappelle' show was back on Netflix.
0: It makes sense. I'm, I was just speculating as to why they would let it come out in such a sort of quiet... Well, that's what I'm
1: saying. Right. I think maybe Netflix might be changing their approach a little bit, like, a little more YouTube-ish. Everything doesn't have to be a grand, big-budget project. If you're going to watch a Dave Chappelle speech that he makes and it's on YouTube, why wouldn't you watch it on, on Netflix, where Chappelle's home?
0: Right. That's fair. That's fair. He also addressed the the day when he they, when the kids at Duke Ellington School uh gave him a hard time how's that how's his addressing of it
1: no how when they give him a hard time back back in the day
0: no no no, no. like like six months ago when this when they first announced the duke ellington thing and he came back and he this is prior to this speech yeah he went and met with students yeah and at one point like he asked for questions and basically he got just like the kids, a bunch oh, awesome. of the kids there went after him like some um, LGBT shit on, on the trans issue. Yeah. And also some of them didn't like him using the N-word throughout his thing. They were oh, they were God. bothered by yeah. that. But it's like this generation's different. You can't you can't fight it. You you can try. In his response to it, he basically sort of says, They're kids. I'm not mad at them. They don't know what they're saying. They're repeating what other people are saying. I Which I thought was but yeah, but he's discounting their opinions. That, that may be how some of them feel. Like, it may not just be as simple as, nah. I know you can't believe that. You're just repeating what people say. If you yeah. are like a smart general Zer, like these kids are who go to Duke Ellington, Scythe, like, they are progressive on a level that is so beyond what someone like me who grew up being like, I'm the most progressive person I know. I'm so yeah. far
1: left. They're light years past me. But the problem is they don't have the conversation on the other side. They feel that their way is right, and that's it. And they're not willing to have conversations with people.
0: Oh no, no, I'm is not saying I- I'm not saying that they're that that's not faulty in some ways. They don't understand a lot of things. Comedy, yo, know, yeah. my niece and nephew. There have been times where my dad is watching a sketch or something, and it's related to a racial theme. Yeah, and my niece is offended by it, and yeah. my dad's like, "No, you're missing the point. Yeah, of what." It's trying to say. But that's what I'm
1: saying. They're on some, we don't care. It doesn't matter what the joke is. But it does matter. And you should care, is my point. I agree. I don't like this young, blatant, no, like, is the moment you say anything racial, they just shut off.
0: But, But at the same time, here's the nuance here. At the same time, that doesn't mean that every kid who was critical of them was being that way. Some of them could have been authentic in their feelings. There are plenty of reasonable adults who felt the same way about things that they were saying.
1: Yes. But if you're that smart and that in tune and that progressive, how are you not picking up the nuance of what Dave is saying? See, So
0: here's my argument. Dave kept leaning on that being like, you're taking out the artistic nuance, blah, blah, blah. And here's what I would say. Yes, that is true. And when you do that, that can be unfair. When you just read a quote from a special without and you completely remove context that can be unfair at the same time he's refusing to look in the mirror i think about the fact that maybe it wasn't that good maybe the shit that he used to say on chappelle's show was incredibly edgy and incredibly dangerous but the material was better and it landed better that is possible dave's not throwing 102 anymore
1: He's probably throwing 91. He thinks he's throwing 102. He's nah, not. I disagree. Because the shit he was saying on Chappelle's show hits now. That's how far ahead that guy a is. Lot do, a lot of it does. A lot of it does.
0: I've watched some that I've, I've, I've cringed at some, too. Like well, that, because that, that sketch there's, shows also,
1: the there's also a factor of speaking about race or whatever other topics that are sensitive in the comedy aspect is that also... There's jokes to it, and it's supposed to be silly and stupid. The thing about Dave, why he's such a genius, is he weaves that... At the end of the day, he just wants to be funny. He weaves all this political and social content into comedy, which is difficult. It's a a tightrope. But he literally says, I don't like that white men have decided that they want to be women, and we just have to accept it like, for example, it's easier for a guy to change his gender than Cassius Clay to change his name. That point right there, you got to go, you got it, Dave. You got it. And this is throughout the last couple specials. He makes these great points, and then they go, you're anti-trans. And he goes, oh, no, 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 no. Um, if you listen to what I said, I was saying, it's because this and this. No, 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 no. We don't care what you meant. You're anti-trans. So now he's in a fucking fight with whoever, because sometimes it's not even the trans people, it's white women who are sticking up for the trans people more than the trans people are like, hey, don't speak for us. No, 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 no. He said something bad about you. I need to speak on it. And they're like, no, no, but you're, you're confusing our argument. Quiet down. I'm sticking up for you. But but,
0: like, at same, but at the same time, this is, this is now a tricky argument. At well, the same time. For. It's not only people who are members of the quote offended group who are allowed to be offended, meaning I am allowed to be offended yeah. by racist content as a white person. I, I can still say, Hey, I'm this uh, offends me. You can't go, Hey, don't worry about it. You're white. So the beginning of what you said was correct. And I, I agree I'm, with you. I'm, I'm, but I'm. then when Dave started going back to the well over and over and over it may have not changed his intent, but it started to feel like that. It started to, like he should have just well yeah it got into it got into a battle. Now you're going back and forth in a battle yeah and, yeah and now that you're on the other side of that battle, people are teaming you up with people you don't even want to be teamed up with. The people true. jumping on your side are not people you want to be lined up with
1: I, I agree with that
0: yeah but listen, I thought this special I thought this speech was, was, uh, was pretty good was pretty good.
1: did you ever see the when he won the um the Mark Twain Mark prize. Twain. Yeah. I That's a really good speech
0: too. I think I've watched the Mark Twain one.
1: The Jay-Z one. I re- I finally, I just saw the, um not just, but a couple of weeks ago, I saw the full Jay-Z induction to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. How was that? Also a really good speech.
0: Yeah. i would never seen that in full. I just saw a clip.
1: Yeah. The clip is, I thought the clip was all of it. And then I stumbled on the full one. It was really good.
0: Now, one thing I, I meant to mention to you the other day, and I, I didn't, but we'll, we'll close with this. I hate that this is true of me, but I just have to be honest. I was in L.A. the other day going to vintage shops, as I am wont to do. And one after another, they were playing music in each shop. And they, like
1: music
0: They were playing all like right now, music. I have officially reached the age. I am now. It all sounds the same guy. <laughs> I, I don't want to be, I'm not proud of it. And I'm not worried about myself in the future because I've had this before. And there are current artists who I do really like, but in terms of the overall sound, yeah, literally, yo, I, I was shazamming shit. Cause like I, you, you hear a voice that sounds familiar but everyone tonally is so yeah, similar, very similar, that like even little baby who I know well, yeah. can be hard to can, I can be like, wait is that baby or Dirk? The style Apollo of well, Oh oh, there's a Playboy Cardi song. Oh, oh. Playboy Cardi, yeah yeah. yeah. Playboy, Playboy Cardi, yeah. yo Saif, I didn't I don't want to be that guy. It's inevitable. But I this I feel
1: like I'm in the ringtone era again because like, like, it's we just have not for me, but we have. See, we have what we grew up on. Then we have the stuff that was out when we were in our heyday together. Mm -hmm. Then there's the the era after that. And then there's the current era. So we have to navigate through four or five eras. And then plus, mind you, if you want to go old school, we got to go back. We got to navigate within six eras of, there's only but so many hours in a day. There's only but so so much time where you can listen to music, whether it be for work, whether it be for enjoyment, personal research, vibes in a on a drive, there's only but so many hours in a day. That's right. So mind you, you might have to listen to some new shit for work purposes, but then you want to throw on that um, what's that white guy you like? Jack James, Taylor. No, uh. James Taylor. Oh, James Taylor. Jack Harlow. <laughs> so, so these kids. And mind you every era has these kids we were once these kids. So you don't think when our let's say the, the No, no, movie. 90s boom bap all sounded the same too. It's if, it's the, if to, an outsider, to an outsider. To an outsider. Yes, you want to you an you outsider. know the difference between Black Moon, Tribe Called Quest, Onyx, Cypress.
0: Like to us it all Gangstar. sounds so, it all sounds so different but you're right. Now here let's play a game real quick before we get out. Let me play a few records and you tell do you tell me see if you know who anyone is start off with this
1: she had a flight nigga can't even see me on way out of here to find a scar hermes ash for the ass, redone, my ass, bitch, so pretty little better than candy. i, don't I actually like that this is. one I, don't that I actually like this one i don't know who that is and it makes
0: sense that i like it because it's the it's the king of it all the yeah. godfather of it all uh huh future, Wayne.
1: future. Oh, that's a future <laughs> it was that's not future that's not future's voice i on shit turn it up and i guess can't oh, shit daughter, it
0: so it was future. Okay. <laughs> I like how he said that's not future. And I literally played it for one second. Like, oh, yeah, sure. That's future. All right, here we go. Here's another one. I go
2: so hard, they still discredit my talent. That's, um,
1: that's Paul OG. At a boy.
0: Yeah. I'm impressed. Woo. Sipes so one for two. Could have been if you weren't overthinking it, you could have been two for two. Yeah. Because you wouldn't think I'd start future. But he really is the, the king of it all. I do like these songs when I listen to them individually.
1: <laughs> A-T-L-J-K-O, A-T-L-J-K-O. I want to say Polo G again. Come on, man. This one's obvious. I would have gotten this one. Lil Dirk. <laughs> I mean little baby, baby, little baby, little
0: baby, 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 little baby, little baby. All right,
1: here we go. Here's another one. Give me a good one. I bank it in the bag before I came from the hood. I had to wash out with the yeah. red. Standing on corners, serving on fire. Oh, that's Lil' Dirk. That's Lil Durk. Yeah. Oh, Lil dirt. rapping.
2: I can't even trust my physic. I can't go drinking I can't leave
1: Alright, right, a couple more, a couple more. So far, every song you played is kinda hot. I, I know. <laughs> like where are you pulling these songs from do you know I, these songs no these are all rap caviar okay got it
2: real talk let's get straight
1: to it I got diamonds in the face no these niggas don't walk how we walk they don't talk how we talk we got millions of straps I grew up with the chunless niggas trying now do you think I would know
0: this one I'll tell you this you know the artist well we all know the artist well the artist is huge and I listening to that right there would not have guessed that it's that artist go
1: play it a little more
2: I Billy I can make a loose I
0: from: I think Roddy? I know it. What were you going to say, Billy June? But what, who do you think it is? I thought it was a boogie maybe. Roddy Rich. Now you, you actually Roddy weren't Rich. in the wrong you weren't in the wrong way of thinking about it, Billy June, because A Boogie and Roddy Rich are similar in that they're both kind of sing first, rap second. So they're not a terrible guess. All right, last one, last one. Okay, here we go. Also, man, do you hear the new Cardi? I heard That's a cool.
2: piece of it.
0: I never would have thought I would have said this when Cardi B came out. I love her delivery on record so much. Her, You know what I'm saying, Cy? Her actual recording process is done really well.
1: I hate talking about Cardi B because I'm so torn on this girl. I'm so torn. Go ahead. Because... She doesn't write these songs. No, I don't think anyone, I don't think there's anyone thinks that. But right? she murders the delivery. Murders. She murders the delivery. So I can't be mad at that. Is a talent. That is huh. a fucking talent.
0: Absolutely it is. And huh. she
1: kills it. And her atti- I don't like her brash attitude, but also I respect it.
0: I like Cardi's approach, her style as a person. It's all grown on me to the point that I love all of it. My only criticism here is she's got to get out of this beat pack. She's been using this same beat pack, it feels like, for two years.
1: It's a formula that works, and it's management, record companies, fucking ages, all that shit. It's, like, it's a factory where I see her as being so independent and so strong, but in this aspect, she just kind of does what she's supposed to do. You're so left field with everything. Go left with this.
2: Once upon the time and I heard that, that was ugly. Came from a bitch who nigga wanna fuck on. Listen, they're all good
1: songs, but they just sound the same to me. it's like a Dominican from the Bronx. Like I can't knock it. My problem is, does she love it? Does she, she love the rapping part? If she loves hip hop and loves rapping, I could let it ride. Because you're killing the delivery. I'm sure you're killing the delivery more than the writer. But are you just using hip-hop to get ahead, or do you really fucking love it? If you really fucking love it, then I'm down with you. I'll ride.
0: I'm pretty confident that she loves it. I think so? Her intentions are not in question to me. I just want her to choose a different pack of beats. I think you said the best thing earlier. You're so edgy in all these other ways, you've got to be willing to step out with the edginess and music
1: like, that's the thing about Biggie, right? We know, you know, if, you, if you're a, a light fan of Notorious B.I.G., you know the singles and you know the hits, but then he went and did records with Mobb Deep, with The RZA, with Premiere. Like, she should do something with Ninth Wonder or fucking Diamond D. Do something like Left Field, where you're, like, bigging up some underground shit.
0: Yeah, no, th- that's not even where I was thinking about her going, but you're right, it could be that, too. Like, her doing a collab project with a producer that people are like, whoa, Really?
1: Yeah, and it would be like that, that's what I'm saying. Like because rap is just like oh, let me go do this album because it's gonna promote the tours and the shows. But like do like a left field, do like a five song joint with um you know a a, a dope producer. Like what if she did Lord Finesse and Diamond D Showbiz Beats? I'd be very excited. But that's what I'm saying. If you love hip hop and you're from the Bronx, right, you can do that. There would be an element to you that you would think to do that. Like, if she went to the OGs and was like, yo, what if I did some wild Bronx shit?
0: I respect that she's not doing records that sound like every other record we just played. She's rapping, rapping still. She didn't, right. he could yes. have adapted, she could have went straight auto tune singy sing with everyone yes. too. I agree. And, and by the way, she could stumble into a hit like that, just doing what everyone else is doing. I oh, agree. you can blend this with the Dirk record. You can blend yeah, this man. with the... Hey, Sife, we gotta go. Shout out to Emilio Sparks who is coming on board with one app to help us uh, type. This entire video is going to be up on YouTube whole episode. Are they always, are they always currently? Have they been?
1: No. Billy June.
0: No, don't, don't. Billy June's going to say, I, I asked you about it, but I we got an answer. Well, how's my Billy June impression?
1: That was really good. Billy. Yeah. What's up, Billy. Are they, is that your new microphone you're using? Yeah.
0: Sound great. You sound you know, I tremendous.
1: To... I still sound like shit, but it's a, there's that's something... for other reasons. Are all our episodes on YouTube? All the past episodes? No, they're not.
0: Billy June, don't don't get trolled into this. I'm not blaming Billy June. I'm not blaming anyone. Blame myself. Okay. But starting right now, the free episode of One App will be on YouTube every single week, and the Patreon episodes start up on private YouTube links as well for the patrons. So there'll be video for both. That's how we're doing it, Sae. What are your thoughts?
1: I think you tried to flex me last night.
0: <laughs> I just
1: go realized ahead. That.
0: You think I, how did I flex you?
1: Go ahead. Guys, guys, we got to go real quick. Tell me if I just got flexed. <laughs> okay, hurry, hurry, hurry. He goes, uh, Rosenberg goes, Hey, um, uh, the new producer guy, Emilio <laughs> says we should put these up on my YouTube because I got, uh, more subscribers, why are you putting it up on your YouTube?
0: By the way, I knew you would. That's why I tried to say it so delicately and say it right away because there's nothing here, but I know how easily you could flip this into a "What
1: are you doing? You think what? you think I'm being a sneaky?" Geek? I'm thinking no, I'm thinking you being Rosenberg since 2007, the day I met you. You think I'm no? You think I'm being
0: um like DJ Vlad the day I met him and he was like, "Yo, I, we could do some work together. Just give me your YouTube login." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> there's no the on app youtube there's a sypha sounds youtube there's a Rosenberg youtube emilio's thought was mm-hmm. and we can talk to him out, off the air is that uh-huh. because mine has a decent amount of followers to start yeah. with we're at forty-one thousand subs yeah we should build from here and the tech is easy enough and sypha and i say, share the same business manager we're splitting the money is not going to be hard should we ever actually start getting
1: views on these videos but it, has, it goes to you. It's your name. You get all the love and 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 fucking you oh, get you everything mean, out of it. You me. mean the you mean the subscribers? Yeah,
0: the subscribers go to me. All right, listen. If you want to, we can start on uh, Billy. How many followers are on the um, One up is Life YouTube channel? Nine
1: hundred and seventy-two. Oh. Ooh. So fuck both of you. Billy June Stuntin on his nine forty-two. Nine seventy-two. Also, yeah, also man. Cypher's video with. The Jada Kiss Who's Real video is at like over 200,000 views on YouTube. How's it on YouTube? It's on your YouTube page. The original has 200,000. Yeah. It's from I'm saying that's really fucking good. Billy, dude, that's from four, 13 years ago. <laughs> Who cares? People are still watching it. <sighs> hey, man, thank y'all for joining us. Appreciate you um, guys. Subscribe to the Patreon, man. We really appreciate the love and support. August 1st. Cypher Sounds recording his comedy album with Will Sylvan at the Comedy Cellar 8 and 10 p.m. August 1st. Get your tickets at ComedyCellar.com.
0: And and yes, if you thought, oh, I love this episode, I wish there was more, there is one more coming in a couple days on Patreon. So Patreon.com slash one ep is life. We out. Jew N-word.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well...